still burning in a black big Benz. Bad bitch sucking dick about to dent my rim. Duffel bag full of hundreds, let us spend my tens. Gallito, you pussy niggas, all I do is win. Rolex full of boogaloos, my dogs in the pen. I'm fucking with a bitch, then she gotta be a 10. Diamonds on the neck, diamonds on the wrist. I put diamonds in the mouth, cause it's diamonds on my dick. I got diamonds on my hands, diamonds on my chest. G5, nigga, 20,000, I done made a mess. All the feds taking pictures, so I pose for the hoes. Got the phantom in the front, shooters at the back door. All the strippers know the tippers, very big difference. Got a gold chain swinging in my name, make figures. Time to let your soul glow with a hundred bullet holes. Now you screaming to the Lord, why them boys can do you wrong? Before I paint the Welcome back to the Red Couch Chronicles. I'm your host, Mo, and to my right is... Amarie, and to my right is... Whitney. And we're back on the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you can hear and you can see. We're happy to be back. Um, If you don't already know, our theme for this season is championships. So everybody should be winning. Everybody should be striving Mm -hmm. towards goals. Everybody should be getting it. Um, We hope each one of these episodes is giving you some type of fuel, some type of ammunition to push past something or to just push beyond something to just win. Like, tis the season to win. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, let's get right into the topic today. Um, the name of this episode is Nobody's Favorite. Now, we're going to definitely explain to y'all what we mean by that. Mm-hmm. But until then, I just want to let y'all know that basically this is an analysis of the underdog. Yes. Or the one that gets counted out or forgotten. Those people. We can all think of those people. Some of us have been those people. Some of us know those people. Still are those people. Still are those people. You feel me? So, (laughs) we're definitely going to go into that. Before we do, we got a small little game slash activity. All right. So, ladies, it is time to pick your Hall of Fame. You each get to pick a top three. Okay. Okay. my list of players. Okay. Okay. We are going basketball, NBA players. Okay. Your options are Isaiah Thomas, James Harden, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Randolph, Blake Griffin, Stephen Curry, LeBron James, Tony Parker, Mark Gasol and Ben Wallace. I feel like I said somebody twice. Damn. Okay, I know this may be ugly, but run them down one more time. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to shuffle them. James Harden, DeMar DeRozan, Tony Parker, Isaiah Thomas, Ben Wallace, Mark Gasol, Blake Griffin, Stephen Curry, and Zach Randolph. I don't think I left anybody. Okay, who's going first? And if y'all want, y'all can build a top three together if you'd like to consult. We can do one top three. I don't know if we can. I don't know. I know who I'm picking. I know who you're picking. I don't know who your top one is. Everybody else don't even really matter. They do. All three matter. I mean, they do matter, but I'm just saying. I'm going to run mine. Number one, LeBron James. Of course. Number two. James Harden. Okay. Number three, Ben Wallace. Okay. Dogs. (laughs) I want them dogs. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, seeing as I do not watch professional basketball like that, and I still don't know shit about those players, mm-hmm. <laughs> not really, I'm just making a list of people I know. Okay. So, my number one is Zach Randolph because okay. hometown shit. hmm And two would be... I bet I know. Can I like can two people share a spot? No. Why nope. not? <laughs> you can, these aren't your rules. You can't be answered. 
if that's the only two people you pick and you you don't get another one if they share the spot. Uh, so they didn't get to be just your two. And okay. they can be in any order. Okay. Number two is Stephen Curry. Who? Stephen. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> I knew you was going to pick him. And then number three, reluctantly, is LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so LeBron is the obvious. He was drafted number one. Mm-hmm. He was on top for sure. He was not who I would consider an underdog at any point. True. No, I not mean, at all. Life circumstances put him in an underdog position in a sense. Absolutely. I'm yeah. just talking probably in the sense in the of yes. Basketball. Nah. No joke. Yeah. Um you said James Harden. I did. He was drafted number three. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Good one. Curry. Seven. Okay. Okay. Um, Zach Randolph, 19. Oh, okay. that's a dog. <laughs> I, I like Zebra. Um, I picked Ben Wallace. Yeah, I was going to say, Ben Wallace. That is your ultimate underdog. Okay. I'm, I'm glad I picked him. <laughs> Number three. Good. Not even in a draft class. Wow. wow. Yeah. See, I don't know yeah. who that is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what? That's I, the ultimate come up. See, I never really think about my fans for basketball because once I get fascinated on a player, I would just be like, all right, mm-hmm. I like to watch him. I like to watch different people. But because of me watching basketball with boyfriends and my dad and shit like that, it's like mm-hmm. I seen people like Ben Wallace and I seen like them being like, Hey, he finna get in there. I'll be like, hey, he hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's little names like that. I'll be like, oh, he hard. Yeah. Anyway. So, just a great little, like, <laughs> all of those for the most part, or some of them, household names. Like, mm-hmm. and just, like, where they were ranked coming in as right. to where they ended up. Yeah. That's dope. Okay. Okay. I need to do something. All right. Our little Hall of Fame. <laughs> I need to look these people up. Yeah, we should do some more best. I mean, we got to get to a game, too. It's been a minute since I've been to a mm. NBA game. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's been years on years. <laughs> yeah, it's slick. But let's jump into this discussion now. After that activity, y'all kind of warmed up for what we're talking about with nobody's favorite. Um, Just thinking about the draft, just thinking about – being the one counted out or not making the draft class at all, but mm. still coming back doing what you got to do. But just for clarity on what we mean by nobody's favorite, who is nobody's favorite? Mm. Like, what would you call that person? We already said underdog. What else can we describe them as? I feel like nobody's favorite is like, the person who gets picked last for, like, class sports Ooh. or not picked at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, if it's a kickball game, you kind of know where you go when, when they hold start on, picking on. teams. I got to stop. Where, tell me where y'all was ranked in them days. Like, <laughs> when was y'all picked for shit? Um, I can't say. I was probably towards the middle. I wasn't coming off top. Me too. I was a mid-pick. But I wouldn't come in last. I mean, it depends, though. It depends on what, for sure. But for the most part, I was a mid-pick. Like, I don't... I've never had an athletic bill. Mm-hmm. So, they automatically look at me and be like, she can't run fast. She can't blah, 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 blah. Like... And see, I think, for me, they probably just thought I had it in me. Right. <laughs> like... <laughs> I got that off crib from the family. Like, they was like, ah, I feel like all of them, they play ball, they do something like. (laughs) So I feel like they kind of got me guaranteed in there. I'm going to at least, I'm not going to be last. Yeah. Damn. I can't even really really remember having to be picked for For anything. For anything. That's why I'm like. Nah. Not where we like lined up and. Picking teams yeah, and shit. Yeah. I can't really remember. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm shocked. Right. Like, this is kind of regular. Like, right. Like, niggas line up. But, I mean, I don't know. You know, I had a different experience than y'all. I wasn't out like. True. I was, we having full cousin link ups yeah, and was, church I link ups. Just, I didn't and, have shit like that. Like I may have played with some people in my neighborhood, but it wasn't that many of us. Like <laughs> it was a, a two on two, two three. No, we got teams. ten on ten. Yeah, yeah. we building teams and rounds of games. I was never really around that many kids like that. We got wow. next. That's that I can think of. <laughs> What Maybe an experience we've had. Oh, yeah, that. Y'all play, we, ain't play dodgeball at church? Right. A kickball? Jump rope? Nick? No, <laughs> not jump rope. <laughs> Damn. Oh, no. Kind of shit? No, I'm black. <laughs> I'm just saying. I got these kids doing in Memphis. Right. Chilling. <laughs> we just be on our own shit. Wow. That's how we act. Solo Dolo. It is how y'all ate. I need to come to the And country. I mean, it's not like I was in like the hood or no shit where that was probably more prevalent. Like, True. But mm. still. We were middle class as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I ain't even gonna go no more. <laughs> but nobody's favorite would be, yes, the person who picked last or in the middle or whatever. The person who's like well, Count it a, out sometimes. Or the rose from the concrete. Or or that person that's just like, nobody really expected that from them. Mm-hmm. Well, also say, the, the person you don't know what to do with. Like, yeah, that too. Sometimes you got that person over there. It's not that you don't think they're capable of no shit. They just may be like so much that you're like, I don't know. That too. That too. And sometimes it's the outcast. I think we said that. Like mm-hmm. somebody who just... Don't really fit in. They cool, but they don't really just. You know what? Fit you know in. what that just kind of made me think of? What the like badass kid? What you mean? Break this down, please. <laughs> Cause you know sometimes badass kids just need like a channel, like something to channel they shit into mm-hmm. to push them forward. So it's like they definitely get counted out because they feel like oh they bad as hell. They gonna get you know fucked off in the end, and then sometimes. Mm-hmm. They get that like switch where they start to channel that shit so they can rise from the ashes. Yeah, so you saying badass kids be nobody's favorite? They really do though. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I can think of a great <laughs> example, like like especially like in schools, like that's, that's the badass, exactly what I'm talking like about. the kid that's the badass, like he's not getting like his teachers aren't gonna have to put in that work for him. Mm. They barely just trying to figure out what what do I do with get it? out like mm-hmm. get out get out of my class like. <laughs> That's nobody's favorite, especially in a yeah. setting like that. Like yeah. they're not trying not to figure out the that, root of that, that of that child's anger or no shit. They just write them off like, oh, he's just bad. He's just and that's crazy bad. to go through as a child too. Yeah, because you know, like <laughs> that you're nobody's know, favorite. Yeah, yeah. They know when don't nobody want to deal with them, and mm-hmm. they feel it. They mm-hmm. internalize it. Um, so let's talk about that load that you got to carry when you're nobody's favorite. We kind of just talked about it being a child and being in school and being compared. But I also think about as an adult, like what you have to carry when you know, you know I'm nobody's favorite out here. Like, you kind of got to carry like that, you know, you got to put in that extra work to just kind of get noticed in a sense. Like you yeah. got to work that mm-hmm. much harder. Yeah, 10 times. Um, I think... Especially if you haven't like solidified yourself in who you are, mm-hmm. it can come with a lot of like self doubt. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of insecurity. Absolutely. All of that. Um, I feel like it also kind of comes with like, un- like you're underestimated, mm-hmm. but like just no one, they don't like they're not gonna help you because they don't really expect any result like they don't it's almost like they don't have any faith in you either it's like that you got to carry that love that people don't believe in you that you're kind of in this on your own Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you may not have the support that another might have so (laughs) right I agree I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) I definitely agree yeah um 
I feel like the low also looks like constantly explaining. Like, mm-hmm. we talked about how exhausting it is to constantly have to explain and explain and explain what you are, who you are, how you do. Like, it gets ridiculous to the point where sometimes you even subconsciously resist opportunity, mm-hmm. resist growth. Like, you don't even know that you're doing that just because you know what you're going to have to face when you're real, you was unveiled. Because most of the time, the people that's nobody's favorite know they great. Yeah. yeah, they know they are most of the time. Sometimes they don't, but but that's a great place for fear to harbor. Yeah, yeah. for like, sure, for sure. For if sure. you have some kind of support or you have like people that are encouraging you, that'll help you break down that fear barrier yeah. a lot quicker mm-hmm. than yeah, like n- like knowing that like don't nobody think I can do this right type shit right because yeah. like you to get to the point where you can really feed off that like people talk about like. Feeding off these haters, mm-hmm. like that just love it. yeah. But she a lot of people don't. Into that, like, yeah, like I was gonna say, yeah. a lot of people don't truly internalize that. Like that's mm-hmm. a lot of people do say that and do that very surfacely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and then we kind of really could have touched on this last week with who you fooling, but we left it out. Gratification based society, right? Yes. So that's like exactly what is that? That's exactly a part of like the load that you carry with being nobody's favorite. Mm-hmm. Like because we live in a society that is gratification based, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um, you kind of you kind of put uh, validation in that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you're nobody's favorite and you're not getting that attention, mm-hmm. um, you're not getting that support, mm-hmm. you're not getting none of that. Um, you you feel less validated, then of course that leads exactly to self doubt and insecurity, right. and you know you get niggas get into this cycle, these cycles and shit. So absolutely, because yeah. you like you think about the way like social media plays like in a lot of the things that most people want to do, mm-hmm. like in some form mm-hmm. or fashion, like you have to, you have to be involved yourself. in social yes. media. So if you're nobody's favorite, like. It's hard to get find validation in that yeah. because like, like you may be putting in groundwork on social media and mm-hmm. not getting the, the validation, not not getting the right. likes, not getting the interactions, mm-hmm. not getting well, seen on people's timeline because of the algorithm. Because nobody's clicking on your shit because <laughs> you're not their favorite. Yeah, I so just, it just makes a little bit further that you have to work a little further. You have to go. Yeah. And I don't know if this is completely related, but this is kind of wild that I've seen today. And I don't know how true this is, but I've seen somebody post today that now when you apply for the visa, for a visa, like for the U.S., you have to submit like five years of social media. Like if you've been on social media or some shit. What? Like something to that extent. But see how crazy this shit is? Like, mm. Mm-hmm. Now that's you using that to validate a citizenship, goddammit. Like, this yeah, is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm not with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's crazy as fuck. I can't even. Nope. Um, so I think that even thinking about the gratification, I heard somebody talking about on something I was watching about dopamine. And of course, like, you, like, when you get likes and shit, and and that shit validates you, it's like a dopamine hit. Like, yeah. It's like a drug. It's definitely yeah, like, like a drug. And I mean, you literally can get addicted. And I feel like, like not only does it become like a source of anxiety, you're also addicted to it, which is a drug. Like, there's so many chords. Mm-hmm. It's a sort of control because yeah. th- I mean, think of how many times you just automatically sit on your phone and start scrolling you're not even like you don't even think about it yeah and it's yeah. like i don't or or it fucks me up sometimes because i'll get on there to do one thing and then i go straight to that and i'm like that's yeah. not what i got on my phone for i got on my phone for something yes. so totally different now i damn near forgot what mm-hmm. i was supposed to be doing like mm-hmm. it's, it's ridiculous it's ridiculous so we really gotta think about that too yes. like not letting ourselves get <sighs> that's not a part of this topic <laughs> <laughs> but real um, shit. So let's move on to some of the barriers, some of the blockages. Um I mean the first one I wrote down was like giving your all but you still can't crack the code. Mm-hmm. It's like you're still gonna be nobody's favorite. It's in that mode. Like 
you're giving it your all, which that doesn't mean you're not making, that doesn't mean you're taking all L's. Like, you could mm-hmm. be winning here and there. You could be making progress. But because you don't crack the code, code, mm-hmm. the, the code that's going to open up you to everybody, and then they're like, oh, now we believe mm-hmm. that code. Well, I think an important question in being in just the topic of nobody's favorite in general is mm-hmm. what you doing this shit for? Mm-hmm. Because Intention. if you're doing it to become a favorite, okay, like that's kind of, it may just end up buying you an ass because you could be working your ass off and you could be having these small wins and you could be like. I don't know, like people jocking off you and you still not getting recognized and that then then you fall into all this shit we was just talking about about instant gratification yeah. and self doubt yeah. and all that other shit. Mm-hmm. So, but it's like when you're doing that shit from a pure place, and I feel like we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. that space it doesn't hurt as bad when you accept where you at. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, well, I'm just doing this because I'd be doing this regardless. So it's just kind of almost like routine type shit. Yeah. Um, is being nobody's favorite valuable? Um, I feel like being nobody's favorite is valuable because you get to sometimes like play. It's like kind of having a scrimmage. Like mm-hmm. you get to work some stuff out before everybody's eyes are work on you. Freely, yeah. Like, you get to work freely and, like, maybe take some else. And those wins, like you were just talking about, like, those wins and those losses. Like, those get you ready to be on that playing field. Yes. Like, when you mm. finally do yes. get some playing time, you're going to have a little experience because you've been putting in the work. Yeah. If you've been doing what you were supposed to do when you were nobody's favorite. Because yeah. I feel like that's grind time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that it keeps you humble. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it keeps you reminded of the struggle that you've been through. Like it's it's almost like since I'm still in it, I like I've had these victories, I've had these wins. Like we said, you work so hard, but you still haven't cracked the code. It keeps you in the sweet spot too that we talked about. This like I ain't all the way one, but I felt it, mm-hmm. so I know that it's possible type mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. So that to me is the sweet spot. When I've touched something and I know, damn, like I could touch this shit again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know I can do whatever. Yeah, like, it keep it keep that hunger like yeah. Mm-hmm. So you stay. You don't never get settled in the shit. You never get satisfied, and I don't know like egoic shit, but satisfied and like you know you can always take it a step further. Like we mm-hmm. always trying to go deeper. Like yeah, there's always another level that can be reached if I just stay true to the shit. If if I remain humble, like you talking about, like yeah, and that. it builds character. Like people yes. don't really want to talk about how flawed and fucked off that character be, but it's a lot of flawed ass. Like yeah. I mean, even realizing my own character flaws was like, God damn, like I was taught this though. Like mm-hmm. now I feel like this is a character flaw, but actually somebody taught me to do this. Mm-hmm. So why you judging me? So somebody else implanted this shit in me type shit. Yeah, like, and sometimes it definitely in character development. Sometimes you're not ready to to be a favorite. Like yeah, you're not ready yet. Like your ego not ready. Your act like you just not ready to be that person for people. Yeah. I also feel like that journey usually leads you to like knowing self too. Mm-hmm. Like because I feel like when you're nobody's you favorite, like if you internalize that properly, it's gonna have you doing some soul searching. You I feel should. like most people start at kind of an ugly place, like why am I nobody's favorite? Yeah. yeah. But once you can kind of rip off that surface layer of that and get to I'm just gonna put my place into where I feel like I'm I'm gonna be the favorite. Right. And I mean not even that, more like whatever I am, I am. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was See, gonna say. It makes me think back to the lecture we went to about like um like um he talked about missing out on big, big, big opportunities mm-hmm. like each time. Like but it was something random as fuck. Like mm-hmm. I'm about to be in the studio with Nas. I'm about to be in the studio with Jay Z. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, nah, I ain't gonna make that studio time today. Mm-hmm. You missed a session with yep. Nas, Jay Z. Like what? And that's and that's not who they were at the time, but like who they Right, who they became. Like right. you would have been in a the, favorite. Yeah. Yep. But because of your past 
you chose not to. And look, and like you've reaped so many rewards over the time that it wasn't on, it's not on nobody's radar at all. And nope. you don't give a fuck about that. So you continue to reap mm-hmm. the rewards of mm-hmm. just being you, staying in your lane and being like, okay, I don't have to be that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to be nobody's favorite. And quite honestly, I might prefer not to be, to be nobody's. Like, yeah. it's an advantage. It is. And it's motivation. Like, it is. It's, that's a different hunger. It is. Yeah. It, it is. is. Like, to know that it's not going to be easy. Hoes think I fell off? What? But like, <laughs> I'm going to make it because yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah. You thought. You thought. And Hoes when I get I there, it's going to be crazy because I done and drag like, myself up here. Mm-hmm. When you do some shit when you know nobody's favorite and you get recognized and people start trying to get in your jock and you be like, man. Where were you at when I needed you? Not even I'm that. I'm now. Not even that. Awesome. It's like a boost to your ego. It's like, y'all thought like... Yeah. Y'all really just didn't know, but that's okay because I'm going to keep doing this shit mm-hmm. and you're going to continue to see that you you should have, you did exactly what you were supposed to and mm-hmm. leaving me where you, where you thought you I left me. Yeah, I needed yeah. that thing to get right here. Like, you'll be grateful for that. And I mean, the people who are struggling with, like, not being nobody's favorite, I hope this makes you realize that, number one, you don't have to be. Mm-hmm. Number two... Being you is a great place to be. Yes. Like, being you is a great place to be. So, if that's in favorite, we are not saying, because we finna flip it. We are not saying that you should look down on that or be, you know, because that is a position, too, that people are in. Some favorites might be listening. Like. I think it's all about, like you just said, respecting where you are and being being happy and comfortable in being you. Because I can think about, like times where I thought I should have got something but it's like we get caught up in thinking we supposed to have somebody else's path Mm -hmm. instead of staying in our own and it's like you may just not have had to go through that yeah like because you really you don't know everything that they went through on their path or the burdens they carry they may be carrying for being a favorite Mm -hmm. because that's a lot of pressure to to uphold like yeah um, there's a standard that people expect you to be by. People have so many expectations of you when you're the favorite. Like it's a whole nother flip side to that. Yeah, and we're about to, we were about to go into that, but you was just running the mill. <laughs> um, let's go into the flip. <laughs> let's get into some pros and cons of being everybody's favorite. You already named some. Do you have any more? <laughs> nah. Um, <laughs> she got mad, yeah. Um, on the pro side, what were some of the pros you said? So we can discuss them. Some of the pros of being a favorite, yeah. Um, a status you get to have, mm-hmm. accessibility you get to have. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like she said, she lo- mentioned a little bit of support. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that. Sometimes the benefit of the doubt, like yeah. mm-hmm. just off top, cause uh, cause you everybody favorite. Um, favor. Uh, forget yeah, favor. Being forgiven. Oh, like, yes, that's a big one. Being overlooked, you know that happens a lot of times when you're great. Like when you're great, a lot of shit gets overlooked when you're just so great at what you do. Yeah, yeah. Cause Which, I'd be like, I didn't think I wouldn't think she would do that. Yeah. I. You know, yeah, you don't know. Which is why you you can't even look at it like that. Yeah, the influence could be a pro too. The influence that comes with being a fan. Yeah, Mm because if you won't use it the right way, and you you about that and you real with it, yeah, use that. That's what that power should be for. Most definitely. Um, some cons. Um, you get put on a high ass pedestal. Yeah, there's a lot farther to fall. Yeah, like. Oh my God! There's falling a, from that grace—it's crazy. I also feel like you're just kind of under the microscope as a whole. Yeah, yeah that's what I put like, to microscope. You don't get to really make mistakes, and like when you do, they're examined. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was kind of about to say. Like you have, there's a sense of ownership that people feel they have over you. Um, when you become a favorite or you become their favorite, like mm-hmm. they—it's mm-hmm. almost like they don't. F- 
feel it's like they they feel like you owe them something maybe not intentionally but it's like you owe me to to show me what you're doing every day you owe me to show mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. uh well i want music now like you owe me right right whatever the case mm-hmm. may be like yeah and don't owe you nothing no <laughs> don't <laughs> i don't owe you nothing don't um and i mean i even think about just going into like one of the cons I put was ego, but more more specifically, I think about like how as you grow, like your ego kind of starts to die. I think mm-hmm. one of the main things when coming into knowledge of self that you realize is, oh my god, this ego thing called go. the ego, it's mm-hmm. got to fucking go. Yes, and I and and not necessarily go, but in the way that it was, it has to go. But also I have to know how to properly control that. Right. So I just mm-hmm. think about sometimes when you everybody's favorite, you you don't have that ego like because it's constantly being boosted in a direction. You don't have that like pushing down in the death of the ego. Like you usually have to come to some huge That's halt. what I'm about to say. It's yeah. usually catastrophic. Yes. Yeah. yes. Like and I just yeah. I just wish they would be more pro- favorites would be more proactive about Searching themselves. The thing is, is though, I feel like that usually comes out of a necessity. Like, out of necessity. Got to. And they don't, and like, Mm -hmm. sometimes if you're like always the favorite, there's no need. Yeah, you can you can form mm, a, a there a, is but there yeah. is but the thing is it's like you don't see there's, that there's nothing no yeah like there's yeah. no outside force making you it's well, got to be internalized you, you start to form this dependence yeah. on the shame she was talking about this this gratification you form a dependence on being the favorite and people looking at you a certain way and getting that praise mm-hmm. that you you lose your sense of self in a sense and the autonomy and power over self and individuality that you encompass that has shit to do with the people that are so you know yeah looking at you yeah because to be honest i can't really think of a favorite that didn't start out as a favorite that like i really like like or identify with Mm. like i can't think of somebody who's always been the favorite who doesn't have like that scary ego Mm. and see i wouldn't know enough that's what I was about to say. From to what know. I see, yeah, from what from from the outside looking in, I definitely can't think of nobody. Nah, but that's only because I have totally desensitized myself from that type of shit. In a way, like mm-hmm. I may not, I'm not even tuned into that. Yeah, part. Like, like I just enjoy the art. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I think that that just helps me. I'm not saying the other people who feel the need to whatever but i just think for me i mean remaining neutral helps it does it helps i think the whole cancel culture has kind of like made like made that more like of a need like i just need to separate people from their art kind of as a whole yeah yeah because i think people try to do too much when they try to relate the two and then Mm -hmm. The bandwagon and, and mean, all that other. People are human and shit comes out of different spaces. Yeah. So that's just that on that to me. Yeah. And I feel like there's so many versions of so. being no, yeah, but being nobody's favorite. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's several <laughs> levels to that shit. Like, because even the nobody's favorite is probably a group of people's favorite. Yeah. What you mean? So like, that down. If I wanted to use like a us for an example, mm-hmm. like on a probably like global scale or in a large favorite. scale, we are nobody's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Mm-hmm. But I think to a circle of real niggas, we yeah. a couple of people's favorite. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. True. This is true. And I mean. And I value some of those, like a couple of those people that's like. I really fuck with that. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> that is lot. true. Get a little <laughs> message like, damn, that was some real shit. Like, damn, okay. Thanks. It helps, guys. So <laughs> I'm your favorite podcast. What? If you're listening, make sure y'all tell us something because it helps. It does. It helps. Sometimes you want to hear that you're somebody's favorite. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> even if we're not. 
Tell us what's up still. Like, that's yeah. okay. I would like to know why I'm not your favorite. <laughs> really, slick. though. Hey, slick. <laughs> that would help, too. It would. Um, but, yeah, there's, what I meant by there's different levels, like, I think about there's different situations. We kind of have talked about it from a sports perspective. We talked about it a little bit from my own life perspective. But I just want to take a minute to say anybody can put themselves in a position of being nobody could be in that position or the favorite or whatever. Like mm-hmm. whether that's on your job, whether that's with your school, whatever, like you can put yourself in it. And I want to always say that about these topics. I don't know where this came from, but, um, yeah, like put your situation in, put your circumstance in, tailor it to you, tailor it to you. Like mm-hmm. we speaking from a three perspective, harmonic type, shit. type, deal yeah that's beyond us but you pick it up where you where it is for you and then you run with that like it ain't about oh we're gonna go with exactly how they say like literally mm, nah you gotta make it relate for yourself yeah i just wanted to say that i don't think that nobody's misinterpreting us but the deeper we get into shit like the message whitney was kind of talking about today we got and we realized damn we are having conversations that are a little beyond, oh, I don't want to say beyond, but they're not just normal conversations. They're very multi layered. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of different roles in a lot of these conversations. Mm-hmm. And we do cover three of them, but there are hundreds of thousands of thousands yeah. of billions more. that just <laughs> interchangeable. So never think that the perspective we're coming from, you have to subscribe to, to in order to listen to this. Because another thing we always ask is, if you have an alternate perspective, we, we want to hear, hear it. it. Yes. We want to hear it. This is not about a one-track view. We just speaking from our own experience. When you come over here, this from our perception. Yeah. When you come over here on the couch, this that everything is everything, as we've said. Mm-hmm. So, you're going to get that. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Okay. <laughs> We're going to move on to... <laughs> Questions need answers. <laughs> All right. Questions need answers. <laughs> Are you willing to be the alley-oop? Okay. Amber's going to break this question so, down. <laughs> yes. What we mean by are you willing to be the alley-oop? Let's say, for instance, because we were kind of having this conversation about you having to kind of go through people to get to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, you may have been connected with one person, but through that person, you become connected to somebody else. And even if the initial connection you made with the initial person falls off, like, are you going to feel some type of way because that falls off and not continue mm-hmm. that relationship with the other person? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to keep that going in the in the um premise of you know you had to like i said go through them to get to them to get to that person because mm, you know there's some people who would call you i don't know it's, it's 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 two different things like as a younger person i'm riding with my friend or i'm riding with whoever mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like i met you so I ain't going to fuck with whoever you mm-hmm. not fucking with. Even that's relationship. I'm not going to fuck with your cousin, your friend, your bop, bop, bop. Yeah. Like, right. You know? But you never know. I mean, I've not... That hasn't happened on some relationship tip, but definitely on some friends. friends. Yeah, like, I met somebody through somebody like, damn, now I'm cool with them. Like, mm-hmm. And me and them ain't necessarily the best, you know? I might be more cool with them than I am with you. That happens a lot. It does. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think it's very dependent on the But situation. I hate when it happened to me. My bad. <laughs> I think it's very dependent <laughs> because we've known some situations where um, it was, somebody was, became connected through uh, association. Mm-hmm. And the link 
the two links have now kind of fallen off. But it kind of de- it depends on how they've fallen off. It was like, was something done dirty? Like, mm-hmm. um, it's like, what was the what was the initial break? Is it like some character shit or or some moral shit that I just can't get with? Or was it kind of like some personal shit? Because, you know, we talk about this all the time, putting your personal shit onto other people. So I think you'd have to analyze what the situation is. But And if it doesn't have nothing to do with you, then you have to be, like we were talking about, mature enough to maintain that relationship. And the other person should be mature enough to know that it don't have nothing to do with them and they can't control the bond you, or connection yeah, that, you, that someone else may have created. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, it's a couple of things that I have to take into consideration. Because mm-hmm. I may or may not, depending on how everything goes. Yeah. Um, one of those things kind of is like, how did it happen? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. was this on some sneaky shit? Yeah. That's what she said. Was it dirty? Yeah. yeah same like, thing. Same thing. Mm-hmm. I can't. Or like even if it was like how do you how do we handle this after? Like a lot of stuff can be solved with real open and honest communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Agreed. And I think another thing I take into consideration is like I kinda want it to be some real shit. Yeah. Like I might could be okay with one of my friends like wanting somebody from my past or wanting to be with them. Like, but I kind of want y'all niggas to be in love. <laughs> like, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just feel like if it was far enough where you had to do something that probably might hurt my feelings, I would prefer it to be something real instead or, of like, you just wanted to do some shit or I want it to be like a complete accident one time. And then like, not like you just doing it to doing it. I don't even care what it is. Are you real enough to say that shit to me? Like I was just going to say that. Like, I was like, the- it depends. It, like, honestly, if you came to me like a real nigga and was like, look, this is what it is. I'm mm-hmm. feeling I'm feeling it like, and I kind of want to see where it's going to, but I don't want to be no disrespect to you. Like it's a level yeah. of respect you got to have for that person. Even whether y'all may be still cool or not. Like mm-hmm. if y'all had that kind of like that, if y'all had that kind of connection and relationship, like it's, it's going to feel dirty whether the yeah. intention was dirty or not. Mm-hmm. It's going to feel dirty. If I find out off some ulterior shit Cause then I'm gonna instantly, you're gonna instantly feel like some sneaky shit had been going on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cause I would say like, I have a situation <laughs> where I did some stuff that like, if you didn't know any background, any details, like just from the outside looking in, it might look really bad. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is all the people that were in, involved, involved in that, like all the relationships that I had in that, everybody was open and honest. Yeah. From jump. Yeah. And there was no, there was no blowback. You gotta be. If you go, all the relationships survive because people were able to have real conversations about this is what's happening. This is what we feel. This is what I feel like. Yeah. How do you feel? Like that's a part of the maturity though. And it was done beforehand too. Cause I think dealing with blow, like stuff after it blows up and after everybody's already emotional. It's almost too late sometimes. Yeah. Like once the once the emotion has been felt, like trying to come back and save face, is only kind of just putting a band aid over the shit. You're not really healing the shit because it's already happened. So I can't go back. I can't not feel the way I felt because now you didn't tell me. More. Like you didn't tell me, or you gave me the room. Like we talk about all the time, you gave me that room to assume. So now I'm kind of just. But I think that just speaks to how much you care about the person. Yeah. Because if you really value the relationship, I feel like. Sometimes you can value it, but your character fucked off. Well, the thing is, you can't help a character flaw. Yep. I'm speaking to the real niggas with this conversation. Okay. Okay. That's fine. (laughs) That's fine. But I know some other motherfuckers listening. Oh, I was yeah. just saying it for the niggas in the back. Yeah, if my thing is, if your character fu- fucked up, like, you gonna do this and you're not gonna think about it. Like, you might feel guilty at some point. 
Well, I don't know if they feel guilty if their character fucked up. That's they what may I'm saying. Feel, you may not. They but... may feel a way about it. It may not be guilt, though. Them psychos feel like you're wrong. Yeah. Not for departing with them because they they got to say like that confusion. to be able to sleep. Though. It's like confusion. I, say, I don't feel there. like they believe that for real. You help them sleep. Yeah. Or, or they may. That's one of them little lies you tell yourself so you cool with that one. Or they may very well know they're wrong, but it feels better to blame everything else. Like, yeah. It feels better to blame everything else. Don't want to admit it. Don't want to succumb to that. You know. And I understand, because they're self-destructive, too. So if you don't know how to work yourself out of that, and you would already do that, and you already got... See. <laughs> yeah. See. Holes you keep digging. See. Yeah. See. Um. So, y'all know we like to end the show the same way. <laughs> Every single time with everything is everything. Um. This week, who wants to begin... With some light for our hearts, for our minds, for our spirit, for the rest of the week, for the rest of this winning season. Mm. I tried to put some juice to. <laughs> okay, I'll go because I oh, shit. I'm talking to myself with mm-hmm. this one okay. too. Okay, my everything is everything is um, be present in the moment. Okay. So we get so caught up in, and I get so caught up in what's to come, what may be, how I get there, mm-hmm. um, wh- what is it going to look like, <laughs> all of that. And you, you kind of lose the journey. Like, like Moses says this shit to me all the time. Like, you can't see the forest for the trees. I mean, it's a very, um, real statement because you get so caught up in um the vastness of shit well I don't want to say that anyway just you be present in where you are accept where you are if you're an underdog right now it's okay to be the underdog because your ride that's not gonna stop you from rising like it's just a part of the process it's a part of your journey and you got to take that for what it is. You don't want that to pass you by because you can end up missing. You're going to miss mm-hmm. what that journey was there, you know, put there for you to do. Like, what you were supposed to gain from that and learn from that. And that's just going to prolong the fucking journey. Like, when you're not learning the lesson you're supposed to learn or getting that character development you're supposed to develop at that moment because mm-hmm. you're so worried about... This, that, and the other. You're going to have to keep... It's going to keep coming back until you get it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Beautiful. You got there. (laughs) You was... was (laughs) (laughs) Rising up on the roller coaster. (laughs) Yeah. Um, My everything is everything this week is... Become your own favorite. Mm, Okay. Like... You cannot reach your potential in a place of Mm self-doubt. Like, and that's not saying you're going to just wake up and be your favorite at the things that you do. Mm -hmm. But I say Mm -hmm. work and like keep continuously work and put in that effort until you're your favorite Mm -hmm. and believe it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Real shit. Mm -hmm. That's to me too. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I do this subconsciously anyway. It's like, damn, I want to be my goddamn baby. Yeah, yeah. like if I'm going to do this, I want to <laughs> uh, be my favorite person that does this. Exactly. <laughs> like, I want to look at somebody else and be like, oh, damn. they did better than me. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, I don't like it happens, like but I'm just saying, like. No. No, I want to look at that and be shit, like, Ooh, oh, I'm yeah. a, oh. Okay. Oh, my favorite. So I, I, know, I, I need to get there next. That, that's the next bar. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, my everything is everything would be, it's two things. The first thing would be, um, like, it's two parts, but I don't know. (laughs) Okay, my bad, y'all. So, the first part of this would be to, like, 
find ways to awaken what is asleep in you. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of times things fall asleep. Like, I feel like emotions, for instance, like, I can feel emotion in in, in some ways, and then mm-hmm. I can't feel emotion in other ways. So it's like those parts of emotion never die. They just kind of fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And I realize when I'm under an insurmountable amount of stress or anxiety, <laughs> I feel those things, even if that is not the thing. So I think they call those triggers. Yeah. So I'm automatically triggered, and I can't figure out where this anxiety is coming from when I forgot I have all these emotions asleep. Mm-hmm. Literally wake those bitches up and tell them, hey, what can I do to fix you? And whatever they say, do that. Do it. <laughs> Right? Sounds crazy. I did it for myself, and it worked. Like, literally, wake up the emotions in you, and if something sparks those, don't be afraid to explore why or where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. They could just be a part of your next level of growth. There's something you need to let go, as Amber was talking about, in order to not put yourself in a cycle again, in a sense. That's one thing I learned this week. And my second part to that would just be, like, sometimes your pride will be the biggest motherfucking barrier between you and whatever it is you're trying to run and go get. Yes. Like, even if you know you're nobody's favorite, you're humble, you you holding it down, you know what I'm saying, you ten toes down, whatever, it doesn't really matter because your pride won't let you do the mm-hmm. smallest thing that you need to do. That you need to do to get to the biggest thing you've ever seen or known. Like, <sighs> so we've talked about pride before, but you know, my pride almost got in my way on a couple things this week, and I didn't, I didn't block it all the way, but I was aware of it. Mm-hmm. So, just wanted to put that out there, man. Wake up them emotions, mm-hmm. um, and. Check your pride. Check your pride at the door. Yeah. That's about it. That's all I got. <laughs> um, so this is the end of the show. Thank y'all very much for tuning in. Mm-hmm. For listening, for watching, for going ahead and commenting us, liking, sharing, subscribing, tagging, giving us all opinion. That. Yes, all of that. Red Couch family. Yes. 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 Shout you. out to y'all. Shout out to y'all who go ahead and listen yes. before we even Announce, hey. announce it. We're getting them notifications. Those yes. are my favorites. Hey. <laughs> that makes we us feel so good. Y'all have no idea. That that shit is beautiful. Um but um to keep updated on what we're doing, to be inspired by us or to just see us every now and then, you can follow us on Instagram at Red Couch Chronicles. And you can follow us on our inactive, almost active Twitter at Red Couch Vibes. <laughs> and um yeah, link is in our bio to everything you need. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks again. Bye. Until next time.